Hello and welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In just a moment, we're going to jump into a message from Pastor Roger. But before we do, I want to encourage you, connect with us online. Whether that's following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, or it's subscribing to our YouTube page or this podcast, do it. We want to stay connected. And another great way you can connect with us is be our guest on a Sunday morning service. If you're here locally, come on out. We want to meet you and connect with you, worship with you. We'd really enjoy that. But without further ado, let's jump into this message from Pastor Roger. excited because Easter is coming up in just a couple weeks. And uh, somebody right now is like, don't you know Easter was a pagan holiday? And, and my response is yes, and we stole it from them and we made it all about Jesus. And, uh, and so we are, uh, we're really excited around here. We love Easter time. Here's what we love about Easter is that Easter people are willing to come and give God a chance. You know, I'm talking about that family member that's just never been, like, they've never been really willing to to really open their door and their heart to the Lord. Easter, I'm telling you, there's a very high likelihood that they'll walk through the doors of a church with you on Easter. So don't miss your opportunity to invite someone out. It's not because we want to have a lot of people in seats. It's because we want to see a lot of people have their lives changed by the power of Jesus Christ. Right? I've got seven people that believe it with me. And um, I, I love all seven of you. Uh, on your way out, make sure you grab some of these invite cards. Just what I want you to do is grab one of these, think about who you're going to give it to, and I want you to pray over them and over this card. And when you hand it to them, uh, you're giving them like a piece of prayer. You know, and the, the early church would actually pray over handkerchiefs and give it to people, and they were healed. And I believe there's just power about praying before you hand these out to somebody. So, so go ahead and do that. We have three service times, 9, 10, 30, and 1045 and 1230. So, uh, so come on out. Hey, if, uh, if you um, are, are willing, we would love for you to, to call your team leader. If you're on a team, call your team leader and go, hey, put me in, coach. I want to serve on Easter. Uh, I'll attend one and I'll serve one. Like, I, I, I want to do that. And maybe you don't normally serve around here. I want to encourage you, get a hold of the serve team. Stop by the connect table. You, we can get you holding signs. We can get you welcoming people. There's nothing like being welcomed into the house of the Lord, right? It's a special thing. And, uh, and in fact, the Bible says it's the love and kindness of Jesus that draws two people to repentance. And, uh, and that, what that is, that's people at the front door that are loving you and kind to you when you walk into the doors, letting you know, you're welcome here. Come on. Come on. All right. I got, I got a couple. So today, I have a treat for you. And um, we've got some people in our lives who are what we call overseers. Now around here, an overseer is basically uh, a, a group of, of pastors who pastor uh, uh, churches around the country, and they, uh, they keep myself and my wife accountable. They, they speak into our lives. Uh, you, you know it's important that you have people that love you but aren't impressed with you, All right? And, uh, and so that's what I'm excited to share with you today is two people that came into our lives probably, I think, four or five four years ago, and, um, and just an absolute kingdom connection. I believe uh, just pivotal relationship for us. 
your, your life will move at the pace of your relationships. And, uh, and I am very thankful for uh, Pastor Bob and Pastor Kara from Walla Walla, Washington. You've changed our lives. Come on forward. Stand up, stand up. Let's, let's welcome them. Let's honor them. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I like. We're in Celebration Church, just celebrating everything. <laughs> All right, you guys can be seated. It is so great to be here. We were here a few years ago in the school, and this is quite the upgrade. Thank you, Jesus. What a beautiful story. It's always exciting to see what God is doing, and uh, buildings are not the most exciting thing in the world, but they're an indication of what God is doing in the spirit realm. And that tells me that God has some people in your life that are going to fill this room and that God's doing something powerful here. When he opens up miracles like that, that's when you pay attention. You're like, I want to be where God is. So we are so thankful to be here. We love your pastors. Uh, I'm a big believer in divine connections. And I remember with Lori and Tyson when they were dating, she said, I, I just feel like this is a divine connection far bigger than our relationship. And I paid attention to that, and it's been very true. And, um, you know, in life, the truest treasures are friends that we get to do life with. The longer I live, the more I realize those are the most important things in life is who we're doing life with. Sometimes we are focused on that goal, but I think in this season of my life, I'm focused on who we get to the privilege of doing life with. And the people that were around mark our life almost more than anyone. And I was just telling Bob this morning, the thing I love about Roger and Kim, they have a really unique gifting, like maybe I haven't seen anywhere else, but they have this, when I'm around them, they're not religious. And what I mean is that they're not like in a, in a bad way, religious, like there's not like a, a works mentality about them. They're not like, they're very freeing when you're around them. You feel like I can just be myself. And let me just tell you, that's a rare thing when you can be around a pastor or leader where, the, where you just feel like I can be exactly who God's called me to be. Yet at the same time, there's this beautiful holiness um, when you're around them, you can tell their life is consecrated and it's not a loosey-goosey life, but it, that's a really beautiful mix and a hard tension to walk in that we have a freedom to be whoever you are, but we're also living a life that's consecrated to the Lord. So we are so thankful for them and I'm thankful that you get to be pastored by some beautiful people. So anyway, we love you guys. We're so thankful for God connections. Uh, um, just... As we're getting ready to worship, I, I'm so thankful for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how God will sometimes speak to us. The Bible says when we gather together that sometimes God will give us a prophetic word or some one person will speak. And so I just had a couple uh, things that I felt the Lord put on my heart that I just want to release, if that's all right with you guys. Um, one uh, gentleman over here with the white hat on. Yes. Um, what's your name? Brian. Brian. Didn't know you are going to get called out in church. Sorry, Brian. But, whoa, I won't do that. Um, Brian, I just, when I looked over when we were worshiping, I just felt like the Lord said that there's a call of God on your life and that God is um, like, you, like you just stood out to me and that you have like a gathering anointing and people are just drawn to you. And there's this season of your life that I feel like God's going to set you apart and, and really make clear your future and where you're going. And, and God's going to really write, like I just saw him really becoming real to you, really clear to you. You're going to hear his voice really clear. And God's going to begin to draw people into your life. There's going to be people, young people, um, that are just going to want to be around you. And it's, it's, it's a, the power of God on the inside of you. But I feel like there's a consecration. There's, there's a moment that you're going to have with the Lord where you really give your life in full surrender to him. And I believe he's going to write the script of your life. That, like I can see you in the future and the things that God's doing. And, and I, I don't know what, if you've been praying about direction for the future, but I feel like God's going to 
and make it really, really clear to you. And it's a powerful thing and it's a beautiful thing. And there's a purity about you. Like God's going to like cause your life to be consecrated. There's going to be things he's going to speak to you. And you're going to have really strong convictions about those things. And they're going to mark not just you, but they're going to mark a generation. And there's a generation of young people that are confused. And they're wanting to know the right way and the right path. And there's things that are going to become really clear to you. And I just want to encourage you. Use your voice. Like go ahead and speak out. And, and you may not, it's not going to be judgmental or condemning, but you're going to be like, I don't know, I was reading my Bible the other night and, and God began to speak to me about this. And when you do, it's going to bring like hope and life and strength and course correction to people. And it's going to be the very thing they need. So I just want to encourage you, like use your voice, use what God's given you for his kingdom and his glory. And you're going to have a lot of fruit from that. And it's going to be a lot of joy too. So bless you. Bless you. I will. Okay, I have another word I'll share later, but... Um, I'll do it now. Lori, Tyson and Lori, I kind of debated just because I know you guys so well, but I felt like um, the Lord said to me out of Isaiah, it says, um, they will not work in vain and their children will not be doomed to misfortune. They are people that are blessed by the Lord and their children too will be blessed. I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I'm going to go ahead and answer their prayers. And I felt like the Lord was said to me that there's a new season coming on your life and you're going to begin to see the hand of God like you haven't seen it before. And I, did, I felt like there's a fresh unity coming to the two of you, and God's going to stretch your heart. And there's going to be, Lori, I felt like there's a deep well on the inside of you, and, the, and like it's a season to pull the rocks out, pull the dirt out. There's going to come a fresh well out of you. But I felt specifically like your prayers are important, the two of you praying together. And I saw you at the end of your life. We were singing that, um, you're good, like you're faithful. And I, I just felt like this song of the faithfulness of God, I look Lori, I, I watch through, but I look over, I see Avery, and I, I see, see God answering your prayers. The things that you've cared about, God's come through for you. And I felt like God's saying that he's going to give you um, burdens that you're going to care about at a deeper level. Both of you, there's things that, like the things that you care about, you guys care about, and you take them to heart, and they are successful, and there's favor. And God hears your prayers before you, just the things that you talk about. But I feel like there's an expansion coming even to the two of you, new grace, new, um, new season on you. And you're going to care about new things, but I've, I just feel like to encourage you. Pick what you care about because what you care about, God's going to be faithful to answer. And th those things are going to be the things that when you're 90, that you're going to be like, I'm so glad we cared about what God cared about. I'm so glad that we took these things and we took them before the Lord. So I, I, I kind of feel like God's like, pick. Like, here's the platter. Like, pick the things that you're going to care about, but the things that you care about, you're going to see the faithfulness of God for generations and generations to come. It's a generational blessing. So that, 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 that. Bless you guys. Um. Really quick before I take the whole entire time. <laughs> so glad you asked Bob to preach. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to show you our really cute family. This is our awesome family. There's a picture of them right up here. So um, this was just kind of the candid aftershock. Look at this, like my mom, my mom, like, way to go, matching sweatshirts. All you kids are like, thanks. Yeah, we know we don't like. How many of your moms made you wear matching pajamas for Christmas this year? For Christ oh, yeah. No one? Is this not a thing in Idaho, right? Like your mom every year buys those ridiculous jammies. All right, this was my ridiculous jammies photo. So this is our oldest son, Thad. He is 22, and he's uh, just awesome. He lights up the room. He's a worshiper, um, has lots of songs on. You can go on iTunes or Spotify, Thad Grimm. He's great music. And our youngest son, Landon, is 18. He's at Portland Bible College, um, just feeling the call of God on his life. And he is in love, and it is super fun to watch. <laughs> he's like goo-goo-eyed. Anyway, it's super cute. And this is our daughter, Mariah, the middle daughter. She's almost 21, and she is amazing, too. She manages a coffee shop in our town. So anyway, they're awesome, and you're going to preach the word. Oh, come on. Come on. Give it up for my wife, will you? All right. So great. Well, celebration. That was a great word over you guys, Lori and 
My word. Yeah, if you don't know, Lori was a worship leader at our church over four years ago. And one of your single young men snagged her and brought her over here. So I'm looking for some single leaders in your church. I'm going to snag them and bring them. We got some singles left at our church, so let me look around. It's been, it's, it's been great uh, to watch the growth of you guys. And, and this church, Celebration, what is up with Celebration Church? I drove into the parking lot yesterday. I was, a, I was here at Celebration when, it was, when, we were at the, when you guys were at the school, which wasn't that long ago. And you guys were rocking it there. You, you transformed a school into looking like an amazing church. And then I drive into the parking lot yesterday, and I'm honking my horn. I'm so excited. And I'm like, come on, this is phenomenal. The way you guys have, uh, have, have the look of it and transform it and paint it and all that. And Pastor Roger's walking my wife and I around and Kim, and, and we're seeing all this and, and go back to the kids' areas and go back to the storage room stuff over here and then see in here. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm thinking that's it. And then Pastor Roger opens a door over here like to the abyss. I mean, just like a whole nother building, 16,000 square feet on the other side of this wall. And I'm thinking, what is God going to do in Celebration Church? You guys, you're right. You're right at the beginning wave of what the Lord is beginning to do in your church and in your city. And I'm just so grateful that I just kind of, I get to come alongside, be, a, be someone cheering from the sidelines of what God is doing at Celebration today. And I'm, I, I feel like I, I really got a message from the Lord for you as a church, kind of an invitation, so to speak. I believe from the Lord for Celebration Church. So we're going we're gonna to go on a journey today of a story that Jesus told out of Luke chapter 14. And if you'd be so kind, if you're physically able, would you mind standing for the reading of God's word today? I think it's important for us to realize that everything we do at this church and everything we do in the church is founded on the word of God. So we're standing on the word of God and we're standing in honor of the word of God. And if there's ever a time this culture right now that we're living in needs to be reminded there's something called absolute truth. Come on, celebration, right? There's something that we stand on that's rock solid. I read some sign somewhere the other day, and it's like, if you can't convince them, confuse them. That sounds like culture, right? So you don't have to be confused when you come to celebration. You're going to hear a clear sound from the Word of God that's going to just clear the air, and hopefully that'll take place today. Luke 14, verse 15 says this. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story. So just remember, this is Jesus telling the story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet's ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just bought a field and I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just uh, bought five pairs of oxen, and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married. I can't come. I love that response. It's like, he didn't even ask to be excused. Like, I can't come. I can't make it. Like, so the servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master, this is Jesus telling the story. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets 
and alleys of Idaho and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. I threw in Idaho if you didn't know that. Okay. After the servant had done this, he reported, there's still room for more. How many of you are grateful there's room for more? There's still room for more. My, 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 my. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. All right, turn to your neighbor, tell him you look better than I remember and you may be seated. <laughs> you look better than I remember. I, I, that picture you saw of my family, I'm so grateful for what God has done in my family and that God would bring my wife and I together, which by the way, my wife and I, 27 years of marriage last Friday. Come on. So it's been a wonderful 27, 50 more to go. It's going to be an amazing journey. When you look at that picture, and I do anyway, and I go, amazing. Our kids are amazing. They all love Jesus. And, and you would think that maybe that I came from a Jesus-loving family and, that, and then that, you know, I was raised up right. Well, I was after I was 15 years old, but the first 15 years, of, well, yeah, the first solid 15 years of my life, I grew up Catholic, not knowing Jesus. My dad was an alcoholic. Both my parents had been married before they met each other. My older brothers were from my wife's, my mom's first husband, who, by the way, was on America's Most Wanted. Come on, how's that for a pedigree? And so my uh my, my brothers hated my dad. My dad hated my brothers. My dad was an alcoholic. They fought like you cannot believe. I watched knives pulled on each other. I watched my oldest brother knock my dad out. I saw things a little kid should never see. All of that because we didn't know God. And when you don't know God, listen, we're, we're a wreck. We're a mess. But then my mom got saved. And then my dad was gloriously born again. And he never touched alcohol again from the day he was saved. That's the power of the gospel. My brother just into drugs and, and, and craziness, and then God saved him, and he's the most radical of us all. In fact, I'm having my brother, I'm recording him, I'm flying him in this coming week at our church, gonna record his story for Easter. He was the most broken of our entire family, and he's the most radical for Jesus in all our family, probably including myself. But it was, it, it, it's, it's because of people like you, it's churches like this that believed that there was still room, that there's still room for more, that they weren't satisfied with just themselves knowing God. They, they, it was people like you that realized, man, I was far once. I, I want to reach out to somebody far. And people did that to our family. And when I was 15, that's when my dad got born again. And I mean, everything changed. And my parents became some of my greatest leaders in our church. My dad passed away about four years ago. But my dad was my biggest cheerleader. My dad was my number one prayer warrior. My mom is still on the front row in every service. And she's or in a back room praying. They, I mean, people that, uh, Lori knew my parents. And, and you would never know the history, right? That's how beautiful they are. And that's how beautiful the gospel is. The gospel's so beautiful. Listen, you all look nice. You look smiling. You're good. But come on, if I got down in your business, you were a mess. 
right? You were all messed up too. And it's the power of the love of God and, that be, and people like you to say there's still room for more. So today what I wanna do is I just wanna take a few minutes and I wanna share with you on a subject called what really matters. What really matters. I think it's really important that we figure it out now so that not at the end of our life we go, man, now I know what matters. I wish I would have started when I was 18, figuring out what really matters. And so I think there's an invitation coming out to Celebration Church about what really matters. It was February 2002. And I flew down to Phoenix, Arizona to be a part of a conference with two friends of mine. And we went to this conference of Pastor Tommy Barnett. And Pastor Tommy Barnett was known to have a ministry that was reaching thousands of broken people, people off the streets, any kind of lifestyle you could imagine. His church was known for that kind of of a church. And so I'm standing there in the front of this conference, and I look over to my, my left, and there's Tommy Barnett only about 50 feet away, and he's worshiping, and, and there's thousands of people there, and you can tell I, I'm comfortable around lost people because, especially that time of my life, it's like I wasn't that far removed from that kind of a, a life. And I was, I'm like, I could tell, like, I recognize you ain't been in church very long. You ain't been in church very long. You haven't been in church very long. This is probably your first time in church. And I was like, I, 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 and I felt like the Lord said to me as we were singing a song, he asked me a question. And if you've been in church a long time, you remember this song. It goes, we are standing on holy ground. And it goes, we are standing on holy ground. And I know that there are angels all around. Anybody remember that song? The old timers. You were so old timers. Some of you were young and you raised your hand. It's like, old song. And while we're singing that song, I felt God ask me a question. Do you know why the ground you're standing on is holy? Now, you know, religion would try to convince me, well, maybe it's because there's a lot of good people in the room. Or maybe because they're squinting in worship and they're raising both hands. They're not hiding them down here. No pocket holders. They're like, come on, Jesus, all the way up. Maybe that'd be my answer. But no sooner did I sense the Lord asked me the question that he gave me the answer. And he said, it's because sinners are welcome here. And if you study the life of Jesus, you see that sinners were really comfortable around Jesus and religious people who, didn't, who were self-righteous and didn't really think they needed God, they were like good for God, they were like God needed them, they were really uncomfortable around Jesus. But sinners were like, tell me more, I, I feel welcome in your presence. And in this story, Jesus tells, I think he's telling us what really matters. And he says this, he said, urge anyone, say anyone. Anyone, I'm glad anyone means anyone. Anyone in Greek means anyone. I'm glad God doesn't go like this. Um, you matter, you matter. Mm, I don't know about you. <laughs> you, you, no, like any, meeny, miny, mo. He doesn't do that. He's like, y'all matter. And so what really matters is this, people matter. People matter, anyone matters, you matter. Tell, tell somebody next day, you matter. Come on, tell them like you believe it. They don't believe it, so tell them you matter. You matter. Everybody matters. Whether you've ever been to church, never been to church, whether, whether you are 
a good person, which the Bible says all have sinned, so you ain't that good, or everyone's fallen away. You know, all of us are sinners. It doesn't matter what walk of life you've come from. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're young. It doesn't matter if you're old. You matter. Now, I'm grateful to see that the people who are broken, the people who come from some messed up stuff, they're really grateful that everyone matters. The religious people are like, I matter, I don't know about them. I don't think they really matter, but I matter. But you might be in church today, you, you honestly might not, you might not know if you matter. Please, this, if this is the only thing you hear, you matter. People are what matters to God. What really matters is people. And in this story that Jesus tells, he goes, here's the kind of people. I want you to go quickly out into the country lanes. I want you to go, what's the smallest town around here? You got Caldwell, Nampa, there's something smaller, right? I mean, some country lane. New Plymouth, all right, any New Plymouthers? All right, whatever the, how about one that doesn't even got a name yet? It's like, we're talking country lanes. He goes, go out into the country lanes, and look at this. He goes, I want you to urge anyone that you find And he goes, people behind hedges. He goes, I want you to look behind hedges. (laughs) I don't know who you find behind a hedge, but I got a decent idea. People behind a hedge are probably passed out, right? It's like they're behind a hedge. They don't know where they are. Here's what really matters. People and lost people. People that are far from God are the things that really matter to God. I don't know if you've ever lost something. I know you have because you're a human. We lose things. Like, how many of you lose your keys on the regular? Mm-hmm. Come on now, right? You should have a regular spot to lose them. <laughs> you're like, I'm losing them there. Then you won't lose them all the time. But anyway, that's a little tidbit for someone who loses their keys. We all lose things. How many of you notice this? When you lose your keys, you're not satisfied that you still have your car. You're not like, oh, well, I, I got my car. Like, you begin to get focused on that which you've lost. When our kids were little, we, we, took, we still take them on adventures, but we, one of the adventure places that we took them was we took them to SeaWorld. And what was it? Was it Shamu? Was it Shamu? Shamu. And we're down there. We got to get in the splash zone. It's the kind of people we are. We want to be in the splash zone. So our kids are young. And we're like, come on, we're getting wet in the splash zone. And, and we're watching Shamu. And we're having a blast. And, you know, and my wife is... Pretty smart lady. I married a smart lady. We have three kids, and she's like, I'm gonna only put you in charge of one. <laughs> just one. It's all you got in charge of is just one. I'll take care of the other two. I'm like, good, smart decision. So we get done watching Shamu, and all these people get up out of their seats, and we're going out, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if every single event got, you know, finished at the same time, but when we got out, it seemed like there were thousands of people. And the one job I had was to just keep track of the youngest child. That was it. Just, just one. Just one. Any dads in the room? Any dads? Come on, any dads. You'll make it. You'll survive. Well, in the midst of all the hustle and bustle, of all the activity, and hundreds, it seemed like a thousand people, somehow I let go of my youngest son's hand. And in that moment, let me tell you what, every 
if the fact that we had two more kids didn't really matter. Right? I wasn't like going to go back to my wife and say, hey, you still got two. We still got two. I wasn't going to do that. All of a sudden, I knew I ain't going home. I'm not going home with her. I'm not going to go look my wife in the eyes until I find my son. I didn't even think about the fact that I had a daughter and an older son. I wasn't even, I wasn't even focused on him for the 30 seconds or less that I had let go of my son's hand and he got on the other side of some tall people, I was stopped in life. I was all focused about finding my lost son. And I'm just here to tell you, when Jesus is on the planet and he tells stories like this, urge anyone you find. I want you to go into the country lanes. I want you to look behind hedges. And he tells stories about lost coins lost sheep, and lost sons. When he tells stuff like that, he's trying to let you and I know what really matters. He's a little preoccupied with one of his kids that let go of his hand. And so right now, God is searching all over the earth, and he's going, I got some kids that let go of my hand. And Celebration Church, I would give you a building like this that can blow a wall out like that, put you on a busy street, an intersection like this, because I've got some kids that let go of my hand, and I need them back in my house. So what really matters? People and lost people, they really matter to God. So how do I make what matters to God matter to me? That is my job today. What I believe from the Lord is to give you an invitation. Just like there was invitations that went out in this story, he said, give the invitation to anyone you can find. I think I'm coming as a servant of the Lord and saying, Celebration Church, there's an invitation. I'm giving you an invitation. What kind of a church and what kind of a follower of Jesus do you want to be? Do you, do you want to just talk about how great it'll be to eat in a banquet hall in heaven by yourself? Or are you going to get as many people there as you possibly can? So how can I make what matters to God matter to me right here? Number one, Luke 14 says this. It said, go quickly. Say quickly. All right. You know what that tells me? I got to start right now. I got to stop believing the lie of the enemy that I'm not ready to invite somebody to church. Well, I'm not, I haven't really even changed that much. It's okay. It's okay. We, the, one of the lies of hell is to make you feel like you're never ready to do anything when it comes to the kingdom of God. I remember when um, I, I, it was only been a few years since my life had been really rocked and changed and our family had been transformed and God had called me to do this, which was quite amazing. And so I'm at Bible school. I don't know a lot yet. And how many of you know if you've walked with the Lord for a while, read your Bible a lot, the more you know, the more you realize, I don't know. It's only the people who actually don't know a lot think they know a decent amount. Okay, anyway, back on track. Um, 
So I'm at Bible school, and, and my buddy, he, he and I, we, just, we both kind of had the same sort of burden about this kind of invitation lifestyle and saying, man, this is what matters. And so he had, he had went to the Sherry's restaurant and had a conversation with a guy about, about the gospel, and, and he goes, hey, you want to come back with me tomorrow and tell your family story? And I go, great. Little did I know that that started a revival in the restaurant that lasted a little over two months for every night of the week, where we would show up, but you had to show up a certain time. <laughs> it was the late night crowd. And so we'd show up as the late night crowd, and, and, and my friend would bust in on a conversation into a table, and then he would get up, and I would come in and share my family story. I didn't know a lot other than I just knew once I was far, once I was blind, now I can see. That's about all I knew. But I hadn't graduated Bible school yet. I, I, I don't even know if I'd read through the Bible yet, but God wanted to start using me right then. He was like, go quickly, go quickly. Whatever you know, tell them. Even if it's wrong, tell them. It's like, you know, well, yeah, but they're gonna ask me something and I'm not gonna know the answer. That's okay, but they can't deny the fact that your life has been changed. And so that happened every night of the week. We saw so many people get their lives to Jesus. One of them was this. One of them was a self-proclaimed Satanist. And so my buddy, he goes, he, he, and this guy's, I don't want anything. He's, I, you know, I call on Satan, blah, blah, blah. He goes, okay, how about we go out into the parking lot and you call on your God and we'll call on ours and we'll see who's the real God. And I'm, I'm kind of new. I'm going, that, that sounds a little freaky, but let's go for it, I guess. I had to act like I wasn't scared. And so we go out into the parking lot and we're like, all right, you go for it. Do your thing. And he does his thing. Nothing happens. And then we go, okay, we're calling on Jesus. We call on Jesus. When we called on Jesus, he dropped to his knees and he began to cry. He got saved. Now listen. And he moved into my dorm room. How many of you know, an hour ago, he was a self-proclaimed Satanist. He hadn't had a lot of time to change and he's living in my dorm room, which was illegal. You can't just move somebody into your dorm room. So we had some stuff to deal with over the next several months. But God wanted to start right then. He's like, Bob, you haven't got everything figured out. And by the way, when your life is over, you still won't have it all figured out. But you got to go quickly because I've got some kids that let go of my hand in the middle of SeaWorld that I need some invitations to get out to. So you got to start right now. My wife and I, just a couple weeks ago, were standing at the altar after a service, and someone was coming forward with some watery eyes and, and saying, well, can you pray for us? And I'm like, well, of course, we'd love to pray for you. So we began, to, I would, before I prayed, though, I could tell, I'm not sure if they've given their life to Jesus yet. And so I asked him, have you ever given your life to the Lord? Have you ever asked God to forgive you of your sins? He said, no, I haven't done that. Would you like to? I'd love to. Yes, yeah, so I pray for, we pray for them right there. They give their lives to the Lord. Tears are rolling down their cheeks. How did that happen? Let me tell you how it happened. Because somebody decided to go quickly. You know why? Because just the week before, somebody else had just come to church for the first time, had come out of an abusive relationship, and got born again, was getting water baptized. How did that happen? They were their neighbor, invited them, who had never come to church. How did that happen? Well, because somebody else 
that, had, that my, my kids and someone else in our church had seen at our community college. And were like, mm, God was after them. And, went, and they were like, you should come to church. They were, they were headed towards divorce. And they had, they had uh, restraining orders in the, uh, on each other. And their life was a wreck. Now they came to church. They got born again. Their marriage was restored. And it was just a cyclical effect. This is how it's supposed to work, my friends. Now wait till you graduate through next steps and you get it all figured out. Take next steps. Go to whatever growth class you have. Get in the Bible study. Get in a home group. But next week, go quickly. Come on, tell somebody, go quickly. So you got to start today. That's what, we, that's what I'm telling you. Start today. And this is what the scripture says. It, it's, it's like, uh, and, and, and I want to read this out of Exodus 9. Look at this. I've spared you for a purpose. Is there anybody here that would be honest along with me that would say, if it had not been for God, I'd be dead? I can leave them up for a second. Look around that room. Look at this. I want you to look. Look how many hands are in the air. This would be a small church if it had not been for God. Well, of course, it, it would be a small church if it had not been for God. But you all be dead, right? Okay, look at this. This is what, the, so God spared you. Look at this. I've spared you for a purpose. To show you my power and to spread my fame throughout the earth. I spared you for a purpose. To show you my power and to spread my fame. Tell everybody you can about how good God has been to you. All right, making what matters to God matter to me. Start today. Number two, Ephesians says this, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. I just found out that there's almost a million people that live in the Treasure Valley. That's a lot, right? Is that right? Almost a million? That's a lot of opportunities. Just so you know, God knows where every single one of those people are. Every single day. Some of them work with you. Some of them live next to you. Some of them work out at the gym you work out in. Some of them go to the grocery store where you shop. Some of them get gas where you get gas. A million opportunities every single day in the Treasure Valley. And the Lord tells us, make the most of every opportunity. Let me tell you how it works. So I pray for him. So I'm like, just the other day I was praying, Lord, I'm, I pray for some opportunities. So my wife and I take off from our house on a walk, which by the way is a novel idea to get out of our tin cans every now and then and actually interact with people. And so instead of driving, we walked and we walked from our house to our church, a couple miles. We get there, we have a taco truck that we've given permission to be in our church parking lot because it's my favorite taco truck. And so I'm, I'm like, I want my fiesta burrito. So I order my Fiesta burrito. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm waiting around and I see another guy who's waiting for whatever he ordered. And we catch up a conversation. And we're starting to talk. And lo and behold, he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know I'm the pastor of the church. We're in our church parking lot. Our church has this sign. That's the name of our church, of course, my church. And it has that statement, find the life you were made for. So we're standing there in the taco trucks real close to the sign. And he looks up and he goes, you ever read that? He goes, I drive by here all the time. And I read that, find the life you were made for. And I wonder, what does that mean? 
I'm like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> I actually, I, pray, I, I played it cool. But I knew this, this, is, this is one of those Treasure Valley, Valley million opportunities that are going on every day. You just gotta have eyes to see it. This one, you didn't even have to have eyes to see it. This was like you're, you're going with your boat down the, the river and the fish jumps in the boat, which I've had happen without a fishing pole. Anyway, so he's trying to jump in the boat. He goes, he goes I see that all day, what does that mean? And so I go, instead of being the answer man, I go, well, what do you think it means? And we start a conversation. And then he goes, do you go to church here? And I go, yeah, I go to church here. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> and I, and I like, I'm like, oh, you would love it. There's just a lot of everyday people like Celebration Church. Just, just you would love it. My wife walks up and blows my cover, and uh, he figures out, you're the pastor of this church? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, you don't look like a pastor. I'm like, what are they supposed to look like? And he goes, I don't know, a tie or something like that. Anyway, he was in church last weekend. If you'll just pray... And you'll just make the most of every opportunity. You don't have to go out and hold signs, turn or burn. or You know, don't be obnoxious. Just, listen, just, if there's ever a time, a season, that people need hope, it's right now. This, listen, Celebration Church, this is an opportunity right now. Our world is confused. Our world is in disarray. People, uh, all the bad stats of depression and suicide and all, all the, and, and domestic abuse, all of them have skyrocketed over this last year. Let me tell you what the world needs. You. They need Celebration Church. They need this place. They just don't know it yet. They don't know what they're looking for. And so they're, they're looking and all the, all, the devil's sending out invitations too, going, come to my party. Or, come, or no, he's actually saying this, hey, stay home and don't see anybody. <laughs> you know, he's like, just stay isolated. Don't see another human, which is sickening too to the, the human soul. And, and so right now, Celebration Church is like, we're open. I love that out on the sign. We're open, we're open. We're here for you. We're here for you. So make the most of this opportunity in this day and age. Because if you'll just give, you might not know all the answers you don't, just give an invite. Easter's coming in two weeks. You, they have cards out there somewhere that you can just, just like, hey, I don't know if you've got a church to go to for Easter, but I'd love you to come to mine if you'd like to. And you just give them a little card, got the service times on it, and say, and if you want to, give me, a, give me a call, text, I'll meet you at that service. I'd love to sit next to you. Or if you want six feet apart, I'll, I'll sit behind you or wherever you want, you know, or in front of you so you can't smell my breath or whatever they need. It, the stats tell us this, that, Eight out of 10 people with an invite for Easter will come. It might be a little less, I don't know, during this season, but it's still more than any other weekend. What an opportunity. Make the most. This is how I make what matters to God matter to me. I gotta close here in just a minute. Here we go. One last thought is this. Acts chapter one says this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And by the way, this is again Jesus talking. And you'll be my witnesses, notice this, telling people about me everywhere. How do I make what matters to God matter to me? Then I need the Spirit of God who carries the heart of God in me. And so when I get the Spirit of God in me and the Spirit of God upon me, 
then the Bible makes it really clear. This is, this is one of the ways you'll know, is you'll tell people about me everywhere. Because you won't just be about you. If, if only what really matters to you right now is about you building your business or you having a happy life, I'm here to tell you, you need the Spirit of God so you break beyond that. And so here's the point. Be empowered by the Spirit. Be empowered by the Spirit. Let me tell you a story of what happened to me when I was 19 years old. And I'll close with this. Now, my parents had been rocked. My life had been changed. And we're, we're sitting, I'm sitting in my parents' house. And there's about a half dozen of us there. Maybe eight, I don't know, not many. And we're just praying. But all of a sudden, I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me and inside of me. Now you may think I'm crazy, and that's okay, you may be right. But I'm here to tell you, I know what I felt. I cannot deny what happened to me. I had a supernatural encounter at 19 years old, of which this kind of encounter, no one had ever talked to me about. But I found out who we really are. You're not this... This flesh that you live in is all it is is clothes. This, this all this is. You're going to take this flesh off. And when the Holy Spirit came in me, I actually was pushed back to the back of my body because I'm a spirit and so are you that lives in a body. And I was pushed to the back of my body and I felt the body of the Holy Spirit come inside me. That, that may freak some of you out. It did me, actually. I was like, this is crazy. Everyone's eyes are closed. But I want to tell you the culmination, rather than all the details of what took place. I want to tell you what God did. It's within short order, I found myself on the carpet, crying in a way that I had never cried in my life, but a a good broken cry. Because God allowed me to see something that I had never seen. The Bible talks about visions. And I had a vision where eyes could be open, eyes could be closed. I can see it. And I saw the mass of humanity. All of these lost kids that let go of their father's hand. And I saw them chest to back, shoulder to shoulder, front to back, crammed. But I saw them going over the abyss into hell and God allowed me to feel a peace just a peace but it wrecked me at 19 years old of what mattered to him and so after decades of preaching the gospel and this is only my second time to come to Celebration Church and I've preached thousands of messages in my life I came to tell you what really matters because what really God shared and burdened my heart with when I was 19 wrecked me so strong it still wrecks me today in my 50s and it changed my life and he wants to change your life and you'll never know what really matters to God if you don't allow the spirit who carries what matters to him inside of you what you don't want to do my friends is get to the end of your life and have a wake up call and now I know what matters I pursued all these other dreams 
and I realize none of that matters. What matters is my friend that doesn't know God finds his way back home. My mom, my dad, my brother, my son, my daughter, my boss, my coworker, my neighbor, my cousin, my vet, my whatever it is, that's what really matters. And just so you know, those are the stories Jesus told then because that's what he wanted us to be burdened with in a good way still today. This was a story about invitations. Celebration Church, I just deliver you an invitation. I'm just a servant of the Lord. I believe the Lord allowed me to come to say, Celebration Church, here's your invitation. Are you going to come? Are you going to go quickly? Are you going to look behind hedges? Are you going to make what matters to God matter to you? What kind of people are you going to be? If you choose what matters to God, you need the Spirit of the Lord. Stand to your feet today. Let's ask for a fresh infilling of the Spirit of God so that what matters to Him will matter to me. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Here we are. We hear your invitation. We hear your invitation. First things first, Jesus, I want to tell you, thank you that someone sent an invitation to my house. Thank you. I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it but you sent it to me. If you know that you have been born again, I want you to thank God right where you're standing right now. I want you from the bottom of your heart, I want you to thank Him. If you know you're born again, I want you to thank Him. Thank you. If you are standing here, you go, I don't know if I'm what the Bible says is born again. I don't know if I have a relationship with Jesus. And you can know right here, right now. All you got to do is just admit, along with me, you're a sinner and you need a Savior. And if that's you, I want to pray with you right where you're standing. Every head bowed, every eye closed. But if you're in this room right now and you say, Bob, that's me. I don't know if I'm right with God. I want to get right with God right now. If that's you, I want you to look up at me and I want you just to wave at me so I can catch your eye. I want to see you. Awesome. Great. Who else is here? I want to catch your eye. Look up at me, will you? I want to catch eyes. I see you. I see you. Great. Who else? I see you. Great. Who else is here? I see you back here. Great. Today's the first day of the adventure that you've longed for all your life. This is the day where all life comes into focus, is where Jesus becomes the reason that you are alive. If you just raised your hand, or if you didn't and you know you should have, all of this church is going to repeat this prayer out loud after me with you. All of you Celebration Church, will you pray this out loud with me? Jesus, here I come. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. I want to be born again. Fill me today with the Holy Spirit. 
that I will live for you all the days of my life. I pray this now in Jesus' name. And Celebration Church shouted amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. We love you, Jesus. You're so amazing. Now, can we pray for a fresh infilling? Can we all pray for a fresh infilling? Come on, lift your hands. Jesus, here we are. Pastor Roger, I want you to join me. Pastor Roger, Kim, my wife, come here. We're going to pray. This is an invitation that went out over your church. You need to be a part of praying the reception of the invitation. Father, with our hands lifted high. Jesus, we heard your story today. We heard your story today. We hear your heart today. Come, Spirit of God. Fall fresh upon Celebration Church. Rack us in a good way. Fill us with what matters to God. Make what matters to God matter to Celebration Church. Make what matters to God matter to us. Make what matters to God matter to me. Right now, we receive a fresh infilling of the Spirit of the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Worship team, begin to just lift the sound right here. We say you're welcome in this place. You're welcome in this place. There is still room for more in Celebration Church. There's still room for more. Oh, Christ. Lord, we receive every word. Lord, we stand on your written word and we stretch our hands out towards your Holy Spirit. Right now, Spirit, come. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill every individual in this room. Not just fill the room with your presence, but God, that you would not just be God with us and God for us, but that you would be God in us, that your power and that your spirit would fill our lives to overflowing. Lord, that you'd transform lives right now, that you'd overflow, that there would be the power and the presence of God that wouldn't just be resting on a building or resting in a room, but there would be people in a workplace and there'd be husbands and wives that as they walk to and from, that your spirit would be a transformational power. And it only happens when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So right now, we receive it. Lord, pour out your spirit in this place. Church, receive it right now. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on, receive it right now. Receive it right now. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Father, we pray as a body of Christ over these pastors, over Roger and Kim. Thank you that you've called them to lead this journey, God. And there's many, 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 many coming. There's many coming. God, you are preparing the house. You have prepared the leaders. So, God, we pray a blessing. We pray a blessing over Roger, pastors Roger and Kim. And we pray, thank you, God, that you have expanded the borders of their heart. Yes that there's still room for more in their spirit for all that you want to do 
in this region and in this valley. We call this church blessed. We call these leaders and pastors blessed. Grace for the race. Grace for the race. Grace, grace, grace be upon you in Jesus' mighty name. God, we, we recognize the call upon them. I feel like today the Lord's going to break a ceiling, even a mindset the two of you have, even about yourself. And I feel like the Lord's saying, settle it today. Settle it today. You've been called. I pray a fresh confidence on the two of you to walk in the fullness, the fullness, the fullness, the fullness, the boldness, the confidence of God. It's been put in you. It's been put in you. You've been through a process. You've been through a crushing. But it's because out of this is going to come a fragrance of heaven. And it's what the city needs. It's what this region needs. There's been hurt and there's been brokenness. And you've allowed the Lord to heal you. You've allowed the Lord to mend you. You've allowed the Lord, the oil of the Holy Spirit, to fill the broken places. And God's going to send seeds of broken people into this house because you will care for them with a kind and compassionate heart. But I also say this over you. You will care for them with a boldness. And you will speak truth to them. And you will speak help and hope and healing. And God, I pray you loose the lion on the inside of these two in this hour, in this season. I pray a one flesh team like this valley has never seen, that their strengths would be each other's strengths and weakness. God, I pray that they will stand strong and bold. I pray for an army of people around and about them that hear and respond to the call of God. Lord, I pray protection around them. Every fiery dart of the enemy would miss its intended target. That God, we bless them. We bless them. God, let we, we say let the fullness of the call of God be manifest in this season. I declare a new season, a new season, a new season over them. Oh, it's a season of joy, of joy, of joy, of joy, of joy, of joy. God, let this truly be a house of joy. God, I, I thank you laughter is going to erupt out of everyone who calls this church their home. That truly celebration, celebrating what you're doing. God, I thank you for eyes to see over them. I pray in this season, their eyesight is going to be so clear, crystal clear. They're going to see what you're doing and they're going to have a gift to articulate it. They're going to see who you're building with. God, I pray for supernatural vision to see, to see people that you've that you're calling, that you're highlighting, that you're putting them in the right places, in the right time, in the right season. And God, we pray for this church. God, that you've called them, even to these people, even to these pastors. God, I thank you that today you're putting a fresh call on this church. God, I thank you that there's a cry in their heart. There's still room. There's still room. God, that they're willing to be uncomfortable. They're willing to move out of their own room to make room for someone else. And so, God, we bless this church and all that you want to do in and through her. Expand her heart in Jesus' mighty name. I don't know what to say, but I just want to worship the Lord. Do you? Come on. That's good. That's good. I just, Pastor Bob and Pastor Kara, thank you so much. We love you, and we love your ministry and your heart. And thank you for, for joining with us and believing in what's going on here at Celebration Church. Thank you. Church, let's worship the Lord. You ready? Hey, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. 
If you want to learn more about Celebration Church, I'd encourage you to go to our website, www.thecelebration.church to find out more. Well, we love you guys, and let's continue to love God, love people, and change the world.